Now we're here in Mother Hubbard's now 7.15 a.m. Have you travelled far this morning? Uh, just down from Dublin, heading down to Mullingara. Uh, I'm driving a truck, just going down, do one delivery in Mullingara, back and work around Dublin down for the rest of the day. I get up every morning at 4 o'clock. I'm on the road before 6. Uh, a good breakfast in here and you know, a bit of chit-chat with the staff here. Brightens up the day. Keeps me going and sometimes I stop on the way back then for a coffee. And when will you get back home tonight? Uh, about, about 4, half 4. In the afternoon? Yeah. 12 yeah. hour day, it's a long day isn't it's it? It's a long day, yeah. yeah. And may I know, are you a married man? Divorced. Right. Yeah, looking for a wife. <laughs> at the moment I'm in the process of changing my job. I'm looking for a job at the moment. I just want to get off the road. Why is that? You see so many accidents on the road. People say just drive away, forget it. You see them so often, you know, you have to remember them. But I, I would hate to think that I'd be going down the road, make a mistake and kill someone. And it can happen, a momentary lapse of concentration is all it takes. Is this fella getting famous, is he? <laughs> Who's this gentleman? This man is... Uh, Marnie Paddy. He's over here Patty. at Marshall's Paddy Gorman. This man delivers to me. I see. And we're coming down from the market with a fruit and veg. It's the freshest you will get in the market. And if you've been in the Dublin market this morning, have you? Yeah? Early, left Money Guard half three. And we're back now with a load of fresh stuff. It's great how the market to be out. Why is that? And you get the best of the morning. Ah, but the idiots are still in bed. So <laughs> exactly. Safe, you're safe on the road. <laughs> Good luck to you, Paddy. I see you. I'm driving all my life, but uh, I need to take a break from it because I'm just on the road too long. Uh, I started when I was 17. And before that? Oh, when I was going to school I started a pot of case of eggs, 30 dozen eggs, and I had an old messenger bike with a big basket in the front. So I stacked 20 dozen eggs in it and go around door to door selling them. Is that right? Well, at first I found it very hard to get, to get customers, get, get housewives to buy them from me. So I'd hold a tray of eggs with two and a half dozen on it. And before saying anything, I'd knock at the door, and when the lady opened the door, I'd say, excuse me, can you pick one egg off the tray, please? And they'd say, for what? I said, I want to show you they're fresh. And they'd pick any egg, I'd just crack it on the, on the corner of the door, straight into my mouth. Back then, there were days I often eat two dozen raw eggs just to, get, just to get 10 or 12 customers. But it did pay off. When I left school, I started traveling, started traveling over in France, working the vineyard, started driving for them. Moved from that to a parfumery, driving for them down the south of France. Drove all across Europe. Went up to Sweden, worked up there the same thing. Into Germany. Worked in Germany for a while, driving over and back to Moscow. And got paid to see the world. And when did you meet your wife? Ouch. Uh, 1979. Were you still driving around Europe at that time? No, I was just driving for the one of the pipelines over in Scotland. And... Met her one evening, because of an argument we started talking, started arguing, she started arguing with me over, over a game of darts. Then I bought her a beer, we started talking, finished up together and finished up getting married. Then got divorced. Why did you get divorced? Uh, things just weren't working out, I was, I was away from home too much. And uh, one of the bad things I guess was she had red hair, green eyes, so, yeah red hair and green eyes and uh, a temper to match. When she lost her cool, the eyes went red also, and I didn't like that. Do you have children? I have one son, yeah. Do you get to see him at all? No, but I talk to him on a fairly regular basis. I'll get over that one of these days to see him. When did you last see him? Too long ago. Yeah, too long ago. And travelling across Europe, did you make friends at all? Oh yeah, I got to know a lot of people over there. I still keep in touch with some of them. 
uh, even though it was, even though it was a long time ago. And uh, I did various different kinds of work. I picked grapes. So I worked at the crushing grapes, bottle, uh, on the filters, bottling, then delivering it to market. Uh, I worked in a perfumery over there, uh, making the perfume and then driving driving for the firm. And uh, I worked, did night did the uh, night night port in a hotel in Lourdes. That was after a motorcycle accident that had to give me leg time to heal up. Got to know a lot of people there also. You meet a lot of women in Lourdes. Oh yeah, it's quite a few. Yeah. They're there for the break, like. Yeah, they don't only go there for the religious end of things. They go for the fun and the sing song. And yeah, it's good. There, there is good crack in the hotels there at night. You just, uh, I guess, it's a break from home, a break from the kitchen sink. Staying in the truck stops, then do you get to meet other drivers? You do, yeah. But uh, meeting of those drivers, you hear the same stories that. You get tired listening to the same thing over and over. And At the truck stops across, say, Belgium, that I remember, you get the women who come working there in the truck stops at night. How did you de deal with that? Well, you have to be careful of them also when, when you're parked up in a truck stop in Europe because some of them are, some of them are used as bait. How do you mean? They dis they'll distract you, but wh while you're doing what you do with them, someone else is robbing half your load out of the back of the truck. Were you ever robbed? Yeah. Once. Were you distracted at the time? Very much so. But <laughs> uh, it was my own fault. Yeah. I got careless, got carried away, and didn't pay attention when I should have been. Okay. That was a long time ago. I learned from it. We're here in Mother Hubbard's. It's 20 minutes to midday. I'm uh, just in having something to eat here. Uh, have you been driving very many hours today? Six o'clock this morning. Uh-huh. Where'd you come from this morning? Just from um, Roscommon. Mm -hmm. Two deliveries in Dublin and one in my valley here next door. Right. Are you on your way home now? Mm-hmm. Back to Athlone yes. and back to Roscommon town. And are you driving many years? Uh, 45 years probably, yeah. A long time. Yeah. I was in England for 35 years, so I was driving over there and did a bit of European and... Uh, I've come back and settled in here about 95, you know. So I'm not on general haulage, though. It's a diff general haulage is a bigger, it's a more tough job than I'm delivering our own goods. But general haulage is a really tough game, return loads and all that. Sure. I don't have to do that now, you know. In general haulage, you'd never have your truck empty. You'd always have no, to No, you'd always again. try to, to get a load back, you know. Driving around England is tough enough life, I think, for, say, a married man in particular, that you were away from home a lot. Oh, it is. The divorce rate would be very high now amongst uh, cross-channel yeah. or distant drivers in England, especially. Mm -hmm. The divorce rate's massive. And are you divorced yeah. yourself? I am, yeah, for a good few years. But it wasn't, uh, you know, it's 50-50. Any old things, there's something around both sides of the fence, you know? How do you mean? That well, uh, I, I probably thought I was perfect too, but I was away an awful lot. Mm -hmm. And I uh, found out after a while that she, be, she was going out with this fellow while I was away. But what's done is done. You can't, you know, you can't uh, yeah. go back on things. I suppose when you were away at nights that would happen, okay, it could, or could happen, you yeah. know? This, this is it, but, um, you know, for that to happen, there has to be something not 100%, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they're right. You know, this is got to be sort of open-minded, haven't you? You're talking about it now, but I think in the past, it's not very wounding when your wife has, has met somebody else? Not now. I don't have uh, feelings one way or another. Mm, was you it know. wounding at the time? 
Oh, it was very hurtful. It took a good while to, to get it out of the system. How, how did but you find out? She told me. Right. I suppose I was going to find out because I lived across the road from the local pub and she worked in the pub and uh, I was probably going to find out, so she told me before I found out, you know. Do you blame it on trucking that your wife met somebody else that you were away so much? Partially, mm -hmm. partially, but um, uh, it's hard to say, I suppose, if if you're madly in love with somebody, they, they wouldn't do that, you know. Right. Okay. But uh, she must have been <laughs> just getting fed up of me, you know. <laughs> Wanted a change. You seem very contented, so as a man now, happy. So I'm happy. very contented, yeah. I always have been, but I'm really contented now since I come back here. My wife lives in Roscommon now as well. We get on, my ex-wife, we, we get on great, you know. So the two of you moved back to Ireland? Well, she had a, she had a house there, a holiday home. Right. And when I decided to move back, I asked her if I could use the... The holiday home, you see, to, for a base just to get myself yeah. started. That's why I come to Roscommon, otherwise I'd probably gone to Tipperary, you know. Yeah. I can understand a couple getting divorced to say she stays in England and you move to Ireland, but yeah. the well, two of you got divorced she in sort England. Of, she sort of followed me and she moved over full time after that. And, and, and I got a house quite close. We only live about two or three miles apart. So you got divorced and the two of you moved to Ireland, yeah? I moved, she moved several years later, like. Is she in love with you still? But she had this, not at all. No? She's married again. Oh. Right. But she had this holiday home and uh, I thought it would be a good, good place to start, you know? It's handy for us. The girls come over to see us and uh, they stay with her. She's got a bigger house than me and we can all go out for a meal together and quite amiable, you know? It's, does her husband come too? He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah we get on okay, yeah. Before you went to England, what have you been doing here in Ireland? What kind of work? Uh, worked for the, when I left school, I worked for a farmer who had a pub and a farm, and worked in both. My father, I think it was a labourer, as far as I remember, um, and I don't remember him or her, because they died when I was three. Uh, two older brothers now, they'd remember them better, you know. But uh, a lot of people died at that time, from, there was no for TB, there was no cure for TB at the time, and they were just put into a, a home and treated the best they could, I suppose. Yes. And that's what happened yeah. to your mum and dad? It is, yeah. I remember, I have a vague memory of my father calling, carrying me out to the country house, you know, cottage. Uh, there was a lot of planes overhead. I remember planes when I was about three years of age, I can still remember that. It was a run to what they call Rhinana then, which was Shannon. Shannon Airport wasn't too far away, you see. I have this vague memory of being carried out in, a, in his arms, you know, and... and, and uh, he brought you out to see the aeroplane? Yeah, so, yeah. So. well, it was, everybody went out to see an aeroplane at that time. Yes. Yeah. So who looked after you after three years? I had an aunt who lived uh, a few miles away, and um, her and her husband, they had no children, they sort of looked after me. And your brothers, I suppose? No, my brothers were put into an orphanage. Right. Yeah. They were older than me, and they were put into an orphanage. The first time I spoke about it to them was last year, a couple of years ago. I went over to my, my older brother's retirement too, and I mentioned it, and uh, they didn't have happy memories about it at all, you know. Yes. But, but my eldest brother would be about 68 now. The other lad would be 66. Both your brothers went to England, like yeah. yourself. These they did, yeah. In England yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. They're still there. They never come out of it now, you know. Matt Lawn to Dublin, on the way back down now. I left that Lawn at four o'clock. This morning, yeah. Do you mind that kind of life, that kind of working hours? Ah, yeah, but it's, it's it's a nice hour in the morning to be out. Why do you say that? But it's just quiet and the road's not busy and Dublin's not busy, which is more important. Have you been driving many years? Since I was 19. Right. So, 50 years of age now, so. Yes. 
up and down the roads of Ireland, out going around and meeting people and doing anything. You're not confined to one space at one time. You just. Uh, and do you make friends on the road? Oh, sure you do. Yeah, even just here. And I was chatting a lot for me always. So yes. Just talking about things in general, football and hurling. And so you just meet up and you talk. You meet them again some other time down the road. What time will you be home? Will you finish work today? Oh, I'll be home. I'll be back at two o'clock. I finished driving on two o'clock. Didn't bit of repair work and a bit of. So what time do you go to bed at night, do I ask him? <laughs> it varies, depending on the Friday nights it'll be late, but normally during the Sunday nights to, to Friday, you want to be hitting the bed around 10 o'clock at the right. 9, 10 o'clock just to get up again in the morning to go. So Friday night tonight? No, Friday night is a night for letting the hair down. A few pints. A few pints, yeah. yeah like Saturday nights a few pints and then yeah. it's back to routine again yeah. Sunday. Not, since you were 19 you've been driving. Driving, yeah. Uh, what, what attracted you into driving? Well, it was, first of all, they didn't do that well at school, they didn't they'd go any further to national school. So left school at 12, 13 years of age, didn't just finish national school. Myself and the master didn't get on that well, so we, we disagreed a lot of things. But I can see now he was right and I was wrong, so that was it. Really? Uh, went working Welcome. with machinery and farmers and yeah. graduated to lorries then after that. So there was no big push to go on to secondary school, and that was my parents, was, my brothers and sisters went on, but I was wanted to step back to give a hand with the, the family and help out my father, like he was. Struggling with more than one worker, and you had to put the rest into school. So, will you retire? At, well, when do you think you'll retire from this? <laughs> I'd love to retire this minute, but we'll yeah, just yeah. have to keep going. I'll hopefully in the next five or six years we'll yes. park up and let somebody else take it over. Be more relaxed. So I drove on to Mother Hubbard's, where I saw a swarm of truckers, and I said to myself, "This place doesn't look too bad." From Mother Hubbard's there near My Valley, County Kildare, a truck stop so famous that it's even celebrated by Christy Moore in song. I'll be back again next week from another truck stop.